Thank you very much for inviting me. I represent the Swedish Network for Innovation and Technology Transfer Support. I would like to start with telling you a little bit about the country I come from, Sweden. I don't know how many pictures here that you recognize, but I'm pretty sure that you recognize the lovely medal that you receive as a researcher if you win the Nobel Prize. And I have to congratulate you. I know that Japan had three researchers in December that received the Nobel Prize. We also have big companies that you probably heard about and seen. Sweden is a long country. It's 1,000, almost 1,700 kilometers long, and we have 9 million inhabitants. Well, the history of the organization that I represent was founded in 2009. Uh, there was made a pre-study a year before by Lund University and Chalmers University where they wanted to see and evaluate the need of a national network like UNIT, for example, um, where professionals could, could come together and learn from each other regarding technology transfer in, Swe in Sweden. Well, the conclusion was, of course, that the countries that were very successful with technology transfer had national networks. So the Swedish Innovation Agency, Vinova, decided to finance the startup of a national network uh, called SNITS. I have to mention here at this point, and actually even 10, ten years before SNITS was started, or even more, I would say, Sweden did as many other countries. We, we, we copy-pasted the technology transfer process or the idea of technology transfer from the US and just exactly did that. We copy-pasted and brought it to Sweden. Um, today, we have developed it. We are actually, we do not speak that much about technology transfer. What we say that we do is that we work with knowledge exchange and the broader utilization of research. So SNITS, the organization I represent, has 437, actually, individual members. And we have contracts and collaboration agreements with all the innovation offices. Because like I was saying, technology transfer is not a description that we use anymore. We call our technology transfer offices for innovation offices. So we have con uh, co collaboration agreements with all the innovation offices and the research institutes of Sweden and other organizations too, of course. Well, just to tell you a little bit about the Swedish system, uh, we are a monarchy with a king. The king is the one that uh, gives out the Nobel Prize to the winners. We have a prime minister, a government, and a Swedish parliament, of course. And uh, we had elections in September last year where the new prime minister decided on creating an innovation council where, where he will be the head of, that he will be the head of, and where we also will, will gather the different ministries. So the Ministry of Industry, the Ministry of Education, uh, and representatives from the academic world and from the industry will be gathered in this council. This is very, very new and it's really in the upstarting. So we haven't really decided yet on exactly what 
people, what individuals would take part of this, but we know what organizations so they will represent. Um, for us and the SNITS members, the agency, the Swedish Innovation Agency, Vinora, is very important. Actually, the innovation offices are sponsored and funded by the Ministry of Education, but for all the projects that we do, the money comes from Vinova, and Vinova is funded by the Ministry of Enterprise. 3.4% of GDP is spent on R&D in Sweden. Two-thirds of this come from the industry, and one-third from the government. We are very proud of these numbers. It's one of the highest in the whole Europe. Um, so we're very happy about that. The government and the industry thinks it's very important to spend money on research. I tried to translate this to yen, so it makes some sense for you, and I hope it does. Well, Sweden has 36 public universities and university colleges. Um, in total, with the private ones, we have 50. And of these, well, we have 12 innovation offices that are funded by, like I said, the Ministry of Education. And the idea is that the 12 innovation offices should support the rest, the universities that don't have um, innovation offices. So this is how the, the innovations offices are spread. Maybe you have been in contact with some of these. Um, like I said, the, the, the Ministry of Education financed the innovation offices and they gave 1,362 million yen uh, for a period of four years to the st for the startup of these innovation offices. And that's not a very much money, to be honest, but the idea was that the, uh, the universities should sponsor at least as much. And they have. It has been a very successful story in Sweden. And now the new government want to continue fun uh, f funding uh, the innovation offices and also to increase the funding for innovation offices um, and also of course increase the, the, the funding for research in Sweden to even more. These 12 innovation offices uh, are, has a, have a variety of organizational structures and, and working models and that's a bit of the Swedish the, the Swedish way of doing things. The Ministry of Education gave money to the innovation offices, uh, it was part of the whole thing to actually give the innovation offices the ability, uh, the, the possibility to do and create an innovation office that would work as best for that region where they are. The research institutes of Sweden, also major uh, members of um, of SNITS, have 2,300 employees, and this is also owned by the government, even if the AB here means that it is a private corpor uh, corporation, but it is owned by the, the state. And the in Swedish innovation offices have really, like I said, we have developed, and today there are so many different kind of professionals. We have, of course, the IPR experts and the, the, the patent attorneys at our office, but also definitely business development and strategic partnership management, the research ambassadors, and not the least, the student ambassadors that are very, very important for, for the universities. 
studies has made, have, have shown that when you ask the industry what they actually are more interested in from the academic world, students, I mean, students with the right education is always number one. This is a very important group for, for the innovation offices in Sweden. Um, and, and also the, the, the ones that actually create, start more companies, if that is one of the most important things for an organization. Um, well, the reason being is, of course, for SNIT to focus on making the, the people that work at the innovation office as professional as, uh, as possible. And I actually don't have any time left, so I will just skip this and go straight to the challenges. And in Sweden, we have the principle of public access. Uh, I actually think that you, you don't have that here in Japan, if I have understand it correctly. And this creates a bit of a challenge because you have any email that comes into a university or, or a stately owned um, authority is, a, is an official document, so anyone can ask for it. And of course this creates challenges when you're working with the industry. Um, these are things that we have to work with in Sweden. We also have the professor's privilege that actually in Europe, I know it's just Sweden and Italy that has it. And this is an exemption to the law that gives the professors and the teachers the right to own their own IP and their own inventions. This is very it's a very special situation. And actually, Sweden is a bit divided there in the innovation offices. We have almost half of them think that the professor's privilege is really a privilege to work with. And then you have the other half that think that is just a problem and we should abolish it. To be honest, I don't think that we will abolish it, but I think it's time for a develop, to develop it. So that's all the time I got, actually. So thank you very much. Arigato. Domo arigato.